0: podcast Good evening, good morrow, good tidings. There is a spring chill in the air as players of the ECC brave the elements of the outdoors. We get initial responses to the new Nets, a brief reaction to last week's AGM, where men's skipper Christian Martin was also hanging about. We should be hearing from him later. And Lee also managed to catch up with Louise Chippendale as we debut a new segment, What's Occurred in? We're treated this week with an interview with Catherine Pearce as we talk all things Australian and how ECC women are shaping up this year. And finally, we get to hear from you, the listeners, as we hold our first ever Ask ECC. My name is Mungo Russell, and without further ado, let me introduce my co-host and Coast Ho, Lee Parry. Coast Ho? Well, you're, you know, you've you've been to the coast before, and, um, it, ra- it you know... It, it, it sounded good, so.
1: I'm starting to see a trend with all the different kind of names you keep coming up, you know, with for me as, as the podcast start. And, and again, it's just very concerning.
0: Moving very swiftly onwards, the AGM Leapy had that last week. That was, it was a real judge. It's my first ever ECC AGM. And I was one of two current players that attended. Men's skipper Christian Martin we've already mentioned arrived after the 8m should he be you
1: so well George, well, well, please just you you spoke to him you have spoken to him we spoke we spoke you, there's a there we've, we've, we ha- there's something this week there has to be something less easy oh, you know how emotional I was at the end of the last episode and I don't want to ever have to go through that again I, I, you cannot understand the week I've had emotionally when you had said to me that we we had spoken to Christian Martin now we finally we finally got something and and I'm so excited have you have you got any any news for me Mung has any has anything happened to you this week that I need to know about
0: Ah, not much. I I guess if there was anything, there was just a couple nights ago, I ended up DJing for three hours from 2 till 5 a.m. for a room full of 20-year-old second-year university students. And then I woke up on a sofa in Hampshire, and then I travelled home, and I bought a mushroom and chicken steak slice, and it was cold because they didn't heat it up, but I didn't know because I had a tuna melt. Didn't tap in. When I got to Clapham Junction, spent £5, going from Clapham Junction to Shepherd's Bush, and then it started raining on me. And I did all that in my black tie. So no, not much really. Um, we've got lots to go on this episode. We got all our classics. We got AJ's word of the week. And it is a good word this week. It is a good word. I find it hard to believe that this week, AJ was looking around for something in the room and picked what he picked. And if that is what he did, then we should all be concerned. Uh, we, have a, we had a great interview with Kat that we've already recorded. Uh, you should all be looking forward to that. And I am so excited for Ask ECC. We've got some great questions lined up and it should be a real treat.
1: And we've got Christian Martin. Without further
0: ado, why don't we catch up with a couple of the boys that we saw this evening, just this evening, this very eve. It was at training. The new nets are open. There are eight of them. It's a it's pretty special, and we have some initial responses to that, and let's throw ourselves over to Titbits from Training. I'm here with Robbie Connolly after the first outdoor training session of the winter. Robbie, what were the conditions like? Oh uh, yeah, very windy. Uh, sun in and out,
2: um, new nets which are looking good. touch unused, but very uh, realistic. Just describe what you mean by, by realistic. How how are they playing? Um, it's it's how, uh Unpredictable, I'd say. Um, keeps you aware. Can't just sit on a, a length and be comfy. Bit bit yeah. spongy, bit yeah, poppy, spongy. bit tennis bally. Yeah, indeed.
0: And how did you hit him?
2: Um, yeah, not bad. Um, rusty, but a couple in the middle of the bat. And that's what I was looking for. Yeah. And who were the threats with the ball today? Uh, uh, Fairley was looking very good, especially on that sort of wicket, suits him down to the ground, I think. And Rory, especially, a couple of offies, real darted in there.
0: And, um, Robbie, your winter, let's
2: hear about the knee. How's it going? Uh, yeah, it's very good. Um, Yeah, just coming back from third operation now. Last was in January and should be all clear for the whole season now.
0: And you said uh, you've been doing a lot of running now, the knee's like yeah, all good to go. Running, yeah, so much faster than I was before.
2: Yeah, <laughs> leaps and bounds.
0: <laughs> leaps and bounds, quite literally, probably. <laughs> Although I think we're going to need to see that to believe it. I still think Absolutely, you're probably yeah. going to swim faster than your run. Yeah.
2: Well,. Um, yeah, we shall see when it's hammering down with rain. <laughs> Eight days.
0: To... And are you, you're coming down from Cardiff to play?
2: Yeah, probably Thursday evenings. Come down to training every other week, maybe, and uh, yeah, I'll be available for games.
0: Mate, we're looking forward to it, Robbie. Lovely oh, to have right, you back, absolutely. fully fit. Sweet. I'm here in the car bank with Rory Patel. Rory, how did the pre-season tour in Manchester with Oliver Simpson, Barnaby Harrison, and Henry Anson affect how you hit and bowl the cricket balls
3: So this is a tough one because you know, the, I wouldn't say it affected it at all because those boys weren't here, and and if they'd been here, then obviously they've been they they've got around me and I'd have got around them. So, oh, so there's there's so the, the, fa-
0: pa- the power and the collective. Yeah.
3: So I think when when, when we're not together, there's you know the, it doesn't have the the same effect. Whether that's the pit or or if it's hitting them well. Um as I said, not having them around me and me not being around them is 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 it's a completely different bloke, I must admit. Well it's
0: very interesting. It's very interesting that you so it seems like all the all the traits of, of the cults as as they are self branded now is it's quite everything is exacerbated when they're around each other.
3: Okay, it's, really, it's a really self-reliant little group, to be honest with you.
0: So, how do you see that playing out in a team environment with with more people, not just the cults, over the summer?
3: Uh, I I, I think it'll be fine. You know, last last year was a yeah you know, we were bedding in as a as a as a new group um, as a threes, and I feel like the threes have become us, and we have become the threes. So, um, yeah, I think I think I think the, the the lads who come into the threes will buy into it. And uh, we'll, we'll grow from there.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> can't wait to hear more from the season, is it, on Fox? I can't wait to speak to you more longer. Wonderful to hear from Robbie
1: and from Rory then. Rory, two weeks in a row on the pod. He's a pretty lucky boy. Uh, the magic number's four, though. Me and you know this, the magic number's four. So if you can get to
0: five... That was that was reminding me. That is, I've got um, our stat of the week is actually on that is actually on that topic. Stats of the week this week, this is a good one. It's that in home games last year, Rory Patel's top score at Pokesfield was
1: four runs. As in, if he attends training three more times, he would have attended training more times than he scored runs. He
0: would have done. He would have done. He would have done. And he was desperate for me to say, like, stats of the week, this week, Like, if it's going to be my batting, I don't know why he would think that it would be, but if it is, can you also say that I got a four for one week, so that week it was as many wickets as runs, and I said, no, so
1: we won't. So, well, I mean, it just seems to be a trend of fours for him. It's either four or nothing, it seems, so, uh, you know, onwards and upwards, Rod. Did, did he look good in the nets today again, uh, Mung? How, how are they coming out?
0: Oh, tell you what—he's looking. He's going to take a lot of wickets this year, Rory Patel. He's going to take a lot of wickets, and he's going to score a lot of runs for the fives as well.
1: So he can't play in the fives because it's a five. He can only play in the fours. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think it's time that we hear from everyone's favourite son. It's AJ's time. It's his moment. Lee, once again, please explain to the listeners what we're doing with AJ.
1: So I think you're right. As as we discussed, or as you had mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, he does. He does literally scan the room, and I think uh, I think the object that he that he spots first, or that he likes the the look of, the look of, sorry, uh, becomes his word of the week. Now, in my defence, this object was hanging, and it is his. It's a Mario one, and I'm not going to give too much away, but it is his, and he did spot it hanging on the cupboard. So, AJ, what is your word of the week?
4: My word of the week is onesie.
0: Thanks, AJ. Now it's time to hear from Louise Chippendale in our new debuting segment, What's Occurreden? This is something we're going to be doing with Louise every four to six weeks, just as a catch up on what's going on at Ealing Cricket Club. And in this episode, we're going to be hearing some crucial news on this year's beer festival. So listen up close. That's near the end of Lee's chat with her. And without further ado, let's throw it over to you, Lee.
1: I am sat here with the beautiful uh, Louise Chippendale, who does so I'll much. sit
4: here longer if you say that again. <laughs> well, there is that. Um,
1: who does so much work behind the scenes with regards to uh, Ealing Career Club. Um, Louise, just quickly about yourself and uh, how long you've been at the club, if you can remember.
4: I have been here 17 years. I said I'd do a year, and I'm now here 17 years.
1: I mean, you, you probably have your, your kids, or you blame your, your husband for
4: that? Uh, both, but, you know, if I can't, you know, win, so I just joined it because I couldn't stay away from
1: it with them. Oh, fair enough. Um, obviously, there's there's a lot been going on. We've recently had the 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 AGM. The the nets are now open. Uh, cricket, uh, as you can maybe hear in the background, is currently happening with the uh, with the Easter courses. If the uh, if the guys wanted to jump on the the Easter courses, how do they get involved, uh, and what information do you have?
4: Uh, Well, just go to premiercricketcoaching.co.uk. You can sign up there. All the information about all the courses are on there. And it's just a great way to have fun playing cricket and not realising they're learning all the cricket skills.
1: It must be nice just to see the vibrant noise and the kids and, you know, everyone back again behind the bar. How
4: lovely is this to look out on the field and it's full of children having fun. Exactly.
1: Absolutely um, brilliant. I used to uh, I remember the days uh, of coaching out there, and now I've got my own um, son, AJ, as you know, who does his word of the week. Um, he's currently having an absolutely fabulous time. So if your, if your kids are, are free and around the Easter holidays, please come down. I see the club has had a. Had a revamp, a new lick of paint. Obviously, the function room has now been done. Obviously, we do do events here at the club. If you have a a, an, a birthday or, a, or an event coming up and you'd like to hire the, the, the function room here, Louise, how do people go about that?
4: Well, particularly for adult birthdays, anniversaries, that type of thing, um, just email me, cricket at elincc.co.uk. My name's Louise Chippendale, and I'm very happy to um, look at the diary and answer any questions you've got. Fantastic. Anything on the uh,
1: on the in the diary for the the cricket club coming up that we should know about?
4: Oh, I think the next favourite thing of mine will be the beer festival, and that is the first to the third of July. Um, the first of July will also be President's Day, so there'll be um, a big match on. And on Sunday the third of July there'll be the IFL, the Inter Franchise League um, Festival Day. We'll have. 250 children taking part. It'll be a fantastic um, day of events and cricket and there'll be some side shows as well on at the same time.
1: So what you're basically saying is get down to Ealing Cricket Club?
4: Get down, enjoy your pint and watch your children play cricket. Fantastic. What could be better?
1: Louise Timmerdale, thank you for
4: your time. My pleasure.
1: Okay, now
0: it's time for our interview with this week's special guest, where we get a chance to deep dive into the cricketing past with one of Ealing's best All brightest. And this week, we're privileged enough to have someone who is both. She has 18 poles at 26.3 with a best of 2.43 and 265 runs with a best of 44 knots out. And she's doing Alex Fell a favour by dating Alex Fell. She captained the women's side. She's an Australian abroad. She is Catherine Pierce-Cat Welcome to the ECC podcast.
5: Thank you so much. Very very excited to be here. Can't believe those are my stats. Actually, I have to admit, I don't really look at them because I think that they're abysmal. So good to know that those are what they what I am, what I've got.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not. I think it's it's not. It doesn't do to dwell on this on one's own stats. I think you can only get yourself into a little bit of a little bit of a rut by doing that. I think. Kat, I think it's important that we start. And with everyone, with their roots in the game. And I guess at at what age did you get into cricket? And did you immediately start playing? Was that more watching?
5: Well, I mean, like every true Australian, my introduction to cricket was beach cricket, obviously. Plastic bat, tennis ball, down on the beach with the family and whoever else was around and having a hit. And then I remember the Ashes were obviously always a big thing during the season and the 2010 Ashes was at the end of my final year of high school and we were on like a end of year retreat go everybody sit by a pool and relax and chill out and I remember it being one day and the house across from where we were staying it had its doors open and this almighty cheer just went up, and I'm pretty sure, though, correct me if I'm wrong, because you guys probably know, it was Peter Siddle getting his fifer on his 30th birthday, I think it was.
0: Peter Siddle got a hat trick on his birthday.
5: Yeah, 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 So I, um, that is stuck in my memory.
0: So can, actually, I'm interested, in, what actually brought you over from Australia?
5: Uh, so I wanted to do a master's degree in post-production film and television and had lived in England previously have a lot of family and friends here and had kind of had enough of Australia at that point the job I was in wasn't great and I wasn't happy so I said you know what I'm gonna pack my life up and move halfway around the world and it just so happened that I ended up in Ealing and yeah did my master's and I'm now working full time.
0: So if it was your master's in TV that brought you into the country, is it true that Alex fells deep squat form in the shadow of a squat rack is what's kept you in the country?
5: Look, I have to admit it's, it's a factor. It's a factor. though. he does show off a little bit, like some of those squats, I'm a bit, okay. I'm not sure who else should be seeing this, but I would like to say if I may, and he will, Back this up, I can squat more than him.
0: Yes, that's exactly what we wanted. Despite all the Instagram stories,
1: that's the headline we needed.
5: Yeah, I can squat more than him for long for more reps at the moment, so I'm very proud of that.
1: So the the listeners will obviously be dying to know: was it level four at first sight, or did you fell head over heels for him? Oh,
0: oh God, that's good. Oh, I get paid the big bucks. <laughs> this is just so you know Lee is just as soon as he let that out of his mouth just started grinning and munching on some chocolate it's not
1: chocolate my friend it is strawberry shoelaces oh,
5: even better it I didn't fall for him it was more of a little stumble and then a trip and then eventually I have fallen for fell so yes he's not here by the way so he doesn't know that I'm saying of any of this which is great <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure he'll be listening. Don't worry
0: about that. <laughs> uh, you and I'm quite interested about the, how cricket plays a part in your in your household dynamics, if I may. I mean, you're both cricket nuts, but Belly is especially nerdy about his cricket. How does your dual cricket fandom manifest itself in the household? Are you watching a lot of cricket together? Is there corridor cricket? Are there throwdowns in Ravens Court Park?
5: Funny you should say that. Almost all of that is true and it's, it's a little embarrassing. I think it started in lockdown with the first test that England was playing that was televised during the pandemic. And I'd managed to hook my laptop up to the TV. So he slept on the couch to wake up at 4.30 to watch the game. Uh, I also have a hallway in my house that is perfect for corridor cricket. So there's been a bit of that. And it's not Ravenscourt Park, but it has been a couple of nets at Ealing Cricket Club together.
1: I mean, straight off the back of that, um, best bowling figures in the corridor, please. Oh,
5: that's a good question. Um, I think uh, I don't know if it's figures, but I think we're about even on the games that we've played.
0: Does Eddie do that thing where he shows off by bowling left-arm off-spin as well as leg-spin and some seamers?
5: Oh, all the time. Just, just for fun, just rolling my arm over. No, no, all the time. It's just, oh, I'm just going to do this. Oh, I'm just going to try that. And, and, and I'm not that impressed by it because I don't care.
0: Kat, now on to you, more specifically your relationship with the club. You, so you've worked at the club as well as played there. You've done both. How do you think the balance of that has influenced your relationship with the players, both men and women?
5: Yeah, so for those that don't know, I work behind the bar on the weekends and when there's functions. It's made a difference, I found, in me getting to know the players. So I, as I sort of mentioned, I just rocked up, joined a team I found online, you know, met Lee, and then it all started. Um, But I didn't really know anybody turning up to the club. I'd sort of go and have a drink and sort of stand by myself, and it was through working behind the bar, and in particular, working Saturday mornings, which I still do, and being there when the first 11 or the second 11 are at home at Corfton Road. I'm there opening up the bar, I open up the changing rooms, I know the players, I know how Christian likes his coffee, I know how Scott likes his coffee, I know who to talk to and who not to talk to because they're still waking up. So. It's, it's actually had a pretty big impact on my relationships with everybody because I've just gotten to know them with almost nobody else around.
1: It's been great. Is there a, a Cap Pierce way of, on a Saturday morning, rocking up to the ground, opening the doors, and you can tell what the boys have been up to on a Friday evening? Are there are there the usual suspects and all of the boys that you know who just should not be playing cricket that day?
5: <laughs> so. Great question, Lee. Um, I can tell if there's been a few beers had because a few people are a little slower walking into the changing rooms and the cricket bags look a little heavier being carried up the stairs. But I have to say the boys are actually pretty good Friday night into Saturday morning it's Saturday night into Sunday morning that's the real real quite good question so with all the national games and everything that's happening it's it's the Saturday night and who's played shot roulette with you Lee and then it's Sunday morning right who's <laughs> not functioning
1: I'm gonna mention also to Mung and Mung you you know you'd uh, you probably agree it all depends on who who the crew is on a saturday at the ecc will define how your sunday goes or how keen you might possibly not be to play in the cup sunday fixture the following day
0: yeah i'm i'm sure every cricket club's the same there are a couple of people that if you start to see them lying around you know that it's oh no here we go again we've had this day before i remember how i felt all of those other sundays this is pretty dangerous we we're, we're meant to be up and up and at it tomorrow at nine thirty. I mean, I, I distinctly remember uh, before the national game at Clevedon in Bristol, I was a, was a very very sensible myself. It was my first big away national day. Ended up going to bed nice and early, eleven o'clock. Woke up the next day to find out that that Lee and Christian you just you know, just decided to to just get themselves loose. But everyone prepares differently for big games. Also, I think there's another there's another type of thing that's going to draw you in, and that's when you get the people staying. Who don't normally stay on a Saturday and suddenly that actually I'm I might be keen for a couple this evening, and that's often when I think it can get out of hand because oh well, I haven't had a beer with them in ages.
1: I'd just like to make it very clear, Mungo. As me and Christian, Christian that evening, we were sat up, uh, putting down notes, batting orders, bowling orders, working out scenarios. It was just game plan for the big game the next day. We were up till, till very, very late, you know, the team was always first. Um, and I, I just my eyes were red because I was I was tired. I was very tired from a long night's hard work with pen and paper.
5: And if you believe that, you'll believe anything.
0: <laughs> with the with the women's game, so most of your games are on Sundays. I'm sure there are a lot of listeners that don't really know how what your season would look like um, on the women's circuit. You guys are in. You have a league of how many?
5: Well, to be fair, I've played for Ealing for three years and I've played in three different leagues, so I can't. Actually, tell you there's a couple of teams that have sort of crossed over and we play regularly. Um, Old Actonians, Finchley was one of those teams for a while, Gunnersbury, so there's a few that cross over. But generally, how it looks is a couple of T20 games early on, and then we play 40 over games, so that's most of the season. Sunday afternoon, starting at one o'clock, 40 overs away we go. So, I was
0: tipped off by an insider of mine that you had, you had a little collision at Corfton Road in a game at some stage, cat running between the wickets. Would you like to elaborate?
5: Oh, Mungo, why are you bringing that up? Unfortunately, if anybody's curious, said incident is actually on YouTube, which is even more embarrassing for me. So two years ago, we were playing a game at corfton road and we were very excited because we got pitch vision for the first time you know recording our game how exciting i was batting i think i was number 5 or 6 at this point i was at the top end played a lovely little shot uh, around to third man i think around to the nets and made the classic mistake of watching the ball not where I was running. And in the video, you can see I don't run straight. I run in a curve and I run smack bang into my batting partner. I take her out, we both go down. Luckily it went for four. Otherwise it could have been even worse, but yes, it it was not my finest moment at the club.
1: Only because we're a club, we're a family club, we're a great community and we care about you very, very much, Catherine. So for all our listeners, the link for the YouTube will be on our Instagram and Twitter pages. Please go down and have a look.
5: Yeah, it's it's a good moment. It's not one of my finest, but I feel like everybody's had one of those at Corfton Road. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> Having just brought up something that you might have wished wasn't, I, I, I have a stat that I've found and we know that I have a penchant for my stats and
1: sorry, David Holt, for my pronunciation of I mean, for, for our non-French listeners, what does that mean, Mungo? Oh, I've got a tendency to enjoy them. Yeah, I mean, you could have just said that. <laughs> trying, to, trying to be like all, all clever and Frenchy, it just doesn't work. I mean, David might have liked it, but, you know, let's try, try and keep it enjoyable for the guys and not, try and not try and sound educated and posh as you normally do. Clever and French is my thing, Lee. Well, does it, Anyway, can you carry on, please? Because the listeners want to want to know what's going on. Oh, sorry, no, I was going to say, Catherine Pierce,
0: you for Ealing Cricket Club have never been out LBW. What? What are the tricks of the trade to not kicking the straight ones?
5: I mean, uh, that I'm amazed that that's true. I'm sure I've been out LBW, but you know what? I trust the stats. Absolutely trust the stats. If it's on or not on play cricket, then then that's
1: it. Catherine, I'll send uh, David Holt your number. I'm, I'm pretty sure he'd be keen to take a a few lessons because he is just the LB douche. King.
5: <laughs> well, uh, if anybody wants me, I'll be down at the nets on a Tuesday evening if they want to come for some batting tips. You know.
0: So, how would you describe uh, your cricketing self? Are you, you definitely bowl a bit. You definitely bat a bit. So, would you consider yourself an all-rounder? I suppose.
5: The number of people that have asked me that, and the answer I give is, it depends on the season, it depends on the day. So when I first joined Ealing, I was a batter, and not, for some reason it's not on play cricket, but I actually scored 70-odd runs. It was one of those weird games where for every run you scored, you got two, and I don't know, whatever it was. So I've actually...
0: That's actually every game played at Pokesfield. Every run scored is worth to that. Outfield's very long, very difficult.
5: Absolutely. Um, so I was a batter that season. The next season I played, I was a bowler. know, no runs at all, but took some wickets. And then season just gone. I was somewhere in the middle. Didn't do particularly well on either of them. Um, but yeah, I think at the moment, I'm probably more of a bowler, I'd say bowling all-rounder say it with confidence yeah
0: moving on from that year swiftly why don't we look forward to what the women have in store for them this year 2022 as you said more games at Corfton Road that must be very exciting how's the pre-season been
5: it's pretty good it's been a bit quiet Uh, a lot of our players are uni students or have other sporting commitments so haven't quite made it to winter training yet but I think it's shaping up well. We've actually got a new head of women's cricket who I think is going to be really, really good for the team and really push us. As you said, we're playing more at Corfton Road, which is really nice to get us at the club, at the home ground, at the clubhouse and being around. Um, I think it's all positive.
1: Yeah, so that's uh, Tammy O'Connell, who is, um, (laughs) weirdly, well, not weirdly, she's... um, uh, one of my sister's best friends from South Africa. Um, and we had met uh, recently uh, just for a dinner and a catch-up. And the first thing Tammy said to me was, "Cat's lovely. <laughs> well, Cat, unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap up pretty
0: soon. But before we do, we have our questions that we ask all of our guests. And that is favourite away ground, best match tea, and then a game you remember.
5: Right. Well favourite away ground there are some really good ones out there i think ollie mentioned teddington in richmond park which is beautiful amazing but by far and away the best ground for the for me is old actonians for the simple fact that it is 150 meters from pope's field and for the women's team, we've played at a lot of grounds and a lot of them are very far away. So when you've been in a car for an hour and a half with half of your team that are all listening to music and not paying any attention to each other, you go out and play, you generally lose and then have to drive an hour and a half back home down to old Actonians in five minutes and back to the club an hour later is is pretty nice.
0: Convenience is crucial. I like that. that's a new reason for favourite away ground that we haven't had yet. Match tea?
5: My favorite match tea is a bit of an interesting one actually. Um, It's when I remember to buy myself jelly babies because unlike the men's first 11, women don't get tea provided. So we've got to bring our own. Yeah, I know. Shocking, but, but it's true. So the best match tea is when I remember to buy myself treats in my little lunchbox that I take to my games.
0: The injustice of it all. I had no idea.
5: No, no, I know. Why do, I mean, I, I hoard some of the teas that happen at Ealing, some of those cold duck spring rolls. I'm like, yeah, thank you. I'll have some of those in my tea tomorrow.
0: And like fine wines, <laughs> I assume that those cold duck rolls improve with age.
5: Absolutely absolutely
0: and finally a game that you remember cap uh,
5: well if you will indulge me i actually have two an international one and a local one so the international one playing in sydney the captain brought me on to bowl there were two there were eight down two two batsmen left and said look have a go and said to the opening bowler warm your arm up in case you need to come on again first ball dot second ball Stumped, out, thank you very much. Third ball, cheeky single to mid on, I was a bit like, oh, I'm not sure about this. Fourth ball, turned in, uh, stumps taken straight out, thank you very much, two, four, one off, 0.4. So that was the best game in Australia. And to give a local one, I think it has to go to, on a bit of a sentimental note, the 150th uh, President's Day game last year it was the first time I'd actually gotten to play in a President's Day game. It was with all of my friends. I bowled really well, and unfortunately, only took one wicket because Felly, having caught the first one, dropped the second ball. No. So it it would have been perfect, except Felly dropped the ball. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: felly dropped the ball
5: yeah he really did I'm sure
0: when I say this has been an absolute joy thank you so much for taking some time out of your week thank you so much for bringing your own microphone
5: well what can I say you know this is this is yearly cricket club we've got to commit but no thank you for having me on it's it's a real pleasure and I you know there's only been a few episodes so far but I'm loving listening to it and it's actually a bit of a highlight of the week
1: Uh, Kat, uh, again, thanks for for coming on. Uh, Me and Munga had a long discussion whether to get you or Felion, on and we decided you had to be first. So thank you very much for your time. Obviously, we both wish uh, you all the very best for the the season this year. And um, I still don't like Australians.
5: (laughs) I think that's fair enough. I could say the same about South Africans, but I won't because I am a lady.
0: (laughs) So much fun recording that interview with Kat. Such a treat having her on the pod. I'm sure we'll be hearing from her over the summer as well. But now it's time for Ask ECC. Thank you all so much for getting in touch, those that typed in. Those that didn't, you can find us on our Instagram. So on our Instagram stories, we'll be chucking up a two two or three of them every week, just asking for your questions, your queries, throw us anything. And our first ECC podcast, Ask ECC question, comes from a certain Thomas Shaw. And it is... What is the perfect cricket tea in no more than three words? This is easy:
1: sausage, chicken, steak. That's good. I would have got. What do you mean four... that's good? What do you mean that's? What do you mean that's good? Well, I've got it's something back. Meat, meat, and meat.
0: No, 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 no. You're wrong. The answer is actually soggy cold samosa.
1: That's hard to beat. That's hard to. Do you know what? Do you know one nil. <laughs>
0: Okay, our second question of the podcast comes from Alex Fell. He's of course featured earlier in this pod with our interview with Cat. So he has a question: Who's who is the biggest badger at Ealing Cricket Club? And there are plenty of candidates. Easy. This is
1: easy. This is easy. Milo Wilkin. Yes, absolutely. The man. Yes. Yeah, the man, the myth, the behind-the-scenes podcast editing guru. That is the badge, Milo Wilkin.
0: Yeah, that's actually, I should have seen that coming. You're absolutely right. That's uh, it's an easy one-all. Not that we need to get competitive about this, but that is that is one-all. Um next we hear from Oliver Simpson. He asked if we knew anyone selling tickets to the City Liverpool game or any other games. I don't know anyone. Uh,
1: no. Unfortunately, I don't. Sorry. Next question.
0: Sim, I, I hope I hope you find them, mate. Um, it should be it should be a cracking games weekend. A lot of sports this weekend. Anyway, that's if anyone has any masters tickets, I'll be taking those, if that's okay. Um uh, final question that we have here. And actually, I want you to guess who this was from, Lee, because the, the syntax and the wording of this is, is quite particular. Okay. The question is thus, how do I join your club, sir? I very fast, right arm bowler, out
1: swing, in swing backhand slower. I mean, the punctuation is horrific. Are there any spelling mistakes in there, man? No, it's all sp- it is all spelled correctly. Oh, that's good. That's good. I mean, it can only be, what, eight-year-old, nine-year-old. It's got to be a cult, so it's got to be a nine-year-old. Um, the use of sir, which is nice. I like that respect. Um, so I'm going to go. It's someone who's wanting to move clubs, who is a junior. Uh, probably be in the area, I'd say, someone from Richmond, maybe, at a guess, maybe East Coast, maybe Stanmore. It's
0: a good guess, and you are quite close. It is in fact ex England under nineteen
1: cricketer Jack Shepherd. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, Jack does message me, and he messages. These, sorry, he messages the ECC uh, group a lot, and that is his normal banter, isn't it? That's his normal chat.
0: Back to school for you. <laughs> and that is the end of the episode. Thank you to everyone that has contributed. It's An absolute treat having you all on the pod.
1: Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. You said the end. We're not at the end.
0: No, no, we are. That's all I've got here. That's
1: no, 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 no. That's not what we've got. You said to me at the beginning that we were going to have Christian on, and I'm, 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 serious now. I'm not. I'm not having this anymore. At the end of the day, we do a job. We are here to make sure that people get to hear people. The real beauty
0: about hosting this podcast is that I can just mutely whenever I like, and that's exactly what I, I can read do. myself. So you can't. Just... And it's, it's a war. I'm going to kick him off the Zoom very soon. Unless he will behave for the end of the podcast. Lee, are you going to behave? You can, you can try and unmute me again. And I promise you, I'm literally going to... On this episode, we're going to have to do the outro without Lee. But Lee, as we always say here at the ECC, there's always next week. That's all from me. I'm not even going to say goodbye. I'm sick. And that's all from Lee. I'm leaving. I'm done. I cannot take any... Good night.
1: Rubbish! I hate this podcast!
4: The ECC Podcast.